0: what we're doing. He was like, when do you want to do it? And I picked this week. And I picked this for a specific reason because I'm going to be honest with you, this is something I struggle with. Uh, yes. And so has anybody ever opened their Bible and seen like at the top of every message they say like in the beginning or creation or like the main It tells you what the whole topic of. When James 3 in the message version, it says the best one ever. It says watch your mouth. Not watch your friend's mouth, not watch other people's mouth. It says watch your mouth. And so I don't know about you, I got told that like 10 billion times as a child. Like, I, it depend on how much in trouble I would be. It would be, Nikki, watch your mouth. And I'd be like, eh, I'm not really that in trouble. Nicole, watch your mouth. And i am be like, oh, ooh, ooh, okay. Maybe I need to calm down a little bit. But I knew I was definitely not speaking what God's word was or aligning up with what my mom has set for our family. And she would break out the Spanish, and she'd be like, Nicolasa, watch your mouth. And I knew right then and there. I'm about to get in trouble. 100%. You know, the great thing is in Psalms 139 4, it says, You know everything I'm going to say before I even start the first sentence. How crazy is that God knows every word that you're about to say without you even saying it? And I'm pretty sure God, in, when He's in heaven, He's in heaven just looking at me going, Oh, don't say it. Oh, don't say it. And I've learned. I've learned. If you can imagine this, Miss Nikki used to be way worse with her mouth. I know. That's shocking. Me? No. (laughs) All right. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. God is always aware of your heart, your intentions, your words. Your heart and your mouth are interconnected. So that's. It's easy to know where you're going and him know what your sentence are because he looks in your heart. You know, Proverbs 21, 23, this is something my mom has slapped on my mirror since I was in middle school, and it was amazing. You ready for this? Watch your tongue and keep, and she would put it, watch Nikki's tongue and keep Nikki's mouth shut, and she will stay out of trouble. I mean, that's in Proverbs. Like, before... The New Testament, like God is saying, hey, watch your mouth, like way back in the day. So when we look back, we're going to start in James 3, verse 1 and 2, and it says, dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. I would even think right now as Christians, we are getting judged more than ever, They're looking at how we speak, how we dress, how we act, how we are on social media. We could honestly put in that not just teachers but Christians and said, indeed, we all make mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. And so my second point for the night is if we can control our mouths, Our lives would be perfect. I don't know about you, but I would like a perfect life. And I know 90% of the time, if I would have either, A, kept my mouth shut, or, B, spoke up for what God wanted me to, I would have gotten myself out of trouble. Whether it be in a situation when you're arguing with your parents and you just want to have the last word because that was me, like, oh I just. Or in an instance where you're with your friends and they're doing something that you know that you're not supposed to do and speaking up and saying, hey, uh, sorry, I can't, can't sneak into that movie. Like, I, I'm going to go watch the actual movie we got that we're supposed to see. God is saying what an impact our mouth means to our lives. It's huge. You know, if we can control this, we can control everything. It would be perfect. I mean, how many times, I mean, think about it, we wouldn't get in trouble, we wouldn't get grounded, we would be like the perfect daughter or son. I don't know about you, but I would want to be that. Right? Oh, thank you, that's a lie, I'm not perfect, but thank you, AJ. All right, so, <laughs> okay, all right, so James, we're looking at James 3, 3-5, through 5. so it says when We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the, the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is small thing that makes grand speeches. What he's saying in that moment is our tongue has power. Like the way the captain, like, wants to steer that boat, he uses a – can you imagine the giant cruise, Disney cruise ship? Anybody been on a cruise? It's this little bitty rudder that decides where it goes. Yeah, it decides – I know, but I'm saying – like, I'm putting it into your example. So, and James, he's comparing how our mouth goes. Our tongue controls how – where we go. Like, when you're in the situation, this is my favorite thing. This is what my mom would do. My mom would always say, if you tell me the truth, you wouldn't get in trouble. Just tell me the truth. And nine times out of ten, when she'd say, hey, Nikki, did you go to the movies like you said, or did you go somewhere else? If you tell me, you're not going to be in trouble, but I just want to know the truth. And automatically, without even thinking, nope, I was at the movies the whole time. I whole time, Mom, I watched Frozen. It, it had a bad guy, a good, a princess, like, I got this. And my mom would look me in the eye and be like, no, you weren't. I knew where you were. I was giving you a chance. I was letting you decide where you wanted to go. And guess what? You know where I went? Straight to being grounded. Instead of being my mom having the faith in me to be honest with her. And my mom would say, do you know, you know, we'd sit down and she would talk to me about like, you know, it worries me that your first interaction, your first thought is to automatically lie. And I, and she was like, it's not just your mouth, but it's what's in your heart. Like, Nikki, what are you putting into your heart? What are your friends speaking into your life, into your heart? Because if you're You're automatically ready, even though you know I know your first instinct is to lie right then and there. You know, we have to constantly, constantly keep in check our hearts because our heart and mouth are interconnected over and over again. Like if I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to be real honest with you, in the season that I am in right now, I have to watch what I'm putting in. Cause Miss Nikki loves the real housewives. Like I love don't judge me. I love Listen, if your mom's like the Real Housewives, we need to hang out. Like I love the Real Housewives, but the season that I am I am in, I have stopped watching it at night. I am listening to sermons and Christian music and worship because right now that's what I need in my heart. That's what I need so it comes out not just towards you guys, but towards my family and the situation That I'm going through, you know, our we have to just check our hearts, and there's three ways that will help us with our hearts and checking them. Number one, this is a hard one. This is the one we need to go to God with a broken spirit and a repentant heart. Isaiah 51. That means you're going to God and you're not just saying, oops, I listened to this song, I'm lying, here it is God, my heart's broken, it's fine, it's good. You know, you have to honestly come to him with a repentant heart. That you're not not going to say it because we said it in the pulpit, you know, we're recommitting our life to Christ, but then as soon as you get in the car with your parent, you just start cussing and yelling and screaming at them. That's not a repentant heart. It means to repent. Of means to be, turn away. And the great thing is, is when you come with a repentant heart, guess what? God accepts it, and He accepts the change. He takes what is broken, and He gives you a brand new heart that's not broken. And He takes that sin. But you have to be willing to accept that exchange. You can't just say, okay, God, I'm not gonna listen to Kendrick Lamar no more. I'm only gonna listen to Jesus music. But then you get in the car and you're listening to Astro World. Is that being repentive? Because that's basically the same thing. I'm pretty sure. Who is that? Travis Scott. I don't think he says anything about Jesus. No. 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 And then the easy part, set your heart on things of God, things that glorify him, things that speak life into you. Not just like reading your Bible, it's also who you're hanging out with, what you're listening to, your TV shows, your friends. You know, set your heart on things that are of God. If you did a little heart check right now, and thought about what you're listening. Let's just do listening and TV. If I went and looked on your Netflix and Hulu account, would you would you be willing to show me? You wouldn't have any guilt. Okay, what Okay, let's get a little deeper. What what about if you have Snapchat, could I look at all the snaps you sent? That's that's a good that's a good a good thing. All right. All right. You know, our tongue can bring death or life. Our words have power. Listen, so we're gonna turn back to James three, five B through ten. And I want you guys to hear this because this 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 really when I was a high school senior, this really like changed who I was. I had a teacher who sat down with me and read this over and over (laughs) and over again to me. And she would say, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all those parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. And Miss Mindy, who was my high school teacher, would say, Nikki, she goes, I have seen God use you and use your abilities to talk and meet new friends wherever you go. But at the same time, I have seen your mouth literally just tear people down. Because our words matter. Life and death are in the power of our tongue. And y'all are going to fight me on this, but it's fine. I'm I'm already going to say it. I started thinking about, like, the greatest rapper of all time. That's right. Yeah. Listen, listen, Mi- Miss Nikki. not as much now, but she loves Eminem. Yeah. Shh, shh, come on, come count. But listen, I just started thinking, like, he has billions of streams. And if he, like, let's think about it. Like, let's think, okay, Venom, the song Venom. Like, lyrically, he is amazing. The way he compares the villain on Venom that he, you know, he takes over the body. He compares it to the devil. And he says, knock, knock, let the devil in. And when that song came out, I'm not going to lie to you, I loved it. I thought it was so good. And then I kept singing it, and I kept singing it, and I looked at my daughter, and I was like, wait a minute. What am I speaking into my own life? Like I understand that he's meaning it for this movie, but I am saying life and death out of my tongue, and I am saying knock, knock, let the devil in. And I had to delete it off my phone. I got convicted. You know, think about it. How many peoples, how many atheists, how many of you who've never heard the word of God, if Eminem would use his God given talents to do a Christian song? And when I was talking over my message with my husband, he was like, Nikki, he has. And I was like, no, like, there's, there's no way you've lost your mind. So he pulls it up on his phone. And it's with DJ Khalid, Khalid, there we go, Kanye West and him. And he's not only, like, top billboard Christian – number one, number one on the gospel, and he's also the top 100, like, regular billboard. So we're already seeing millions and millions of people listening to Eminem, and he says in the song, this part is what really gets me, he says, I'm holding on, but I don't know if I can take much longer. Today's the day that I put all my trust and faith in you, Father. Can you imagine how many people are speaking that into their life right now? All because Eminem decided to use his giftings for God. He's speaking life into people who don't even know it. He talks about how he has his Bible by his side, that the devil uses different things, his pills, you know, and he's trying to get him, but he's not going to let him. He says that he's reaching out in his despair to his father. How many... People are now saying that they're going to reach out to their father in their despair. Millions. All because he decided to use his God giftings. And he even says that it's his God's gifting. But I want you to hear me. Like, I don't know if you ever had felt like, you know, it's power and life and death. I always had this feeling that, like, I always had to say, and I struggle with this. There's a couple of people here who... No, really good how bad I struggle with this, of the Christian answers. How are you doing? Great. I'm fantastic. I'm amazing. But inside, I'm dying. I'm not okay. I'm having anxiety. But I'm like, like smiling. Because I feel like if I say I'm not okay, that I'm not speaking life into my life, it's turned into this Christianese talk that we're too afraid to say, guess what? I'm not okay. I need help. And you know what? I just want you to realize that you can ask for help. In Mark 14, 32 through 42, you can go back and look at it later. But I'll set you up the story. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's with his 12 disciples. Jesus, the Son of God. And he looks towards his disciples and he says, Will you pray for me? Will you help me? I'm in need. I am in desperation. Jesus is asking for help. So he goes off to himself and he asks God, He asks God, if this not be your will, take it away. He was in such desperation. He knew what was coming on the cross. He knew the pain he was about to endure. He knew every single sin that he was taking on, and he was asking God, take it away if it's not your will. He wasn't okay. But you know what? He didn't ask random strangers, you know, Two days before this, when he went into Jerusalem, they were throwing palms at him. They were singing hallelujah, God is good. He probably could have got hundreds, but he specifically picked his disciples. Why? Because they knew the word of God. They had been spending time with him. They knew all of his teachings, their hearts, and he asked them, and maybe you're sitting here today and you're in desperation. You're struggling with anxiety, depression. You're too afraid to tell your parents because they don't understand. You don't want to talk to your friends because you're afraid they're going to use it against you. Maybe they're struggling in school. Maybe you're struggling just to make friends. That was my thing in middle school and high school. I just wanted one good friend who would be there for me. But you're too afraid to ask for help because it's not the Christian word. I'm great. I'm fine. God is good. Hallelujah. But really inside you're screaming, I'm not okay. So for just a second, I want you to take that connect card and a pen. And I want everybody to close your eyes, bow your heads. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're saying, you know what, Miss Nikki, I am struggling. I'm not okay. I have this overwhelming anxiety, this overwhelming feeling. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what to do. I'm searching for answers. I can't talk to my friends They don't know what to do. They're not going to help me. They're not going to guide me. And if that's you, if you're going through something, I want you to take the time to write it on the Connect card. And if you want to be bold, you can put your name on it. If you don't, God knows who you are. But I want to challenge you not to just write it on this, this Connect card. Come talk to me or Nathan, or Nicole, or your small group. Let us be your disciples. Now, we won't fall asleep on you. They did on Jesus, okay? We won't fall asleep. But we'll be here to lift you up and to guide you and say the words that you need. Because I'm telling you this because this is something I'm doing right now. I've had to learn. In 34 years, I had to learn to say, I'm not okay and I need help. If you talk to Wade on Sunday or you see him, ask him. In July, I was going through the roughest month of my life, and I, for two weeks, I shut down. I didn't know what to do. But I finally made a group chat of ladies who would pray for me, who would lift me up, who have gone in different stages of life, and they've been my community. They have prayed for me. They have given me, called me when I would feel hopeless, and my anxiety overwhelming, and they have been there for me. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay to say, I'm not okay. Let us be that community for you. You know, God wants to use us and use your community Used your small group you never know what God can do with one encouragement encouraging word and you know who that was for me during the past two years Wade and Brandy I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be on this stage I wouldn't get to work with Nathan who I we may fight like brother and sister but I love that that kid I didn't say man I said kid because he's younger than me (laughs) But their encouraging words, yeah, his encouraging words, their encouraging words changed the direction of my life and what I was going to do. And I want you to know, whether you are struggling or you're just, you're rethinking of what words are coming out of your mouth, I just want you to remember, what you say matters matters no matter what, whether it's something you say to yourself or something you say to other people. And as girls, we struggle with that. If we're being honest, of looking in the mirror and saying, oh, if I could just be as skinny as Miss Nicole, or I could be just have, oh, if I could have Elizabeth's hair, I would be so good. Like she has beautiful, straight, long, beautiful hair. Sorry, I'm sidetracking. But now what I say is I love me. God created me and I speak life into my life. So remember that, if anything sticks, what you say matters, no matter what, whether it's to yourself or your friends. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and we thank you for every student in this building, Lord, you know their struggles, whether it be like me and just always having to have the last word or maybe they're struggling because they don't know how to ask for help and they're afraid to say, I'm not okay Lord, that you would just give them the confidence to tell someone and the boldness to stand up for what's right and say the right things and speak life into their life in Jesus mighty name Amen.